Journey to Pascha, Orthodox Spiritual Reflections on Great Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. In this edition of our podcast, we reflect on our daily scripture readings and saint for the day on this 24th of March. We'll also bring you spiritual reflections from the book The Lenten Ladder and a small piece from the stories from the Desert Fathers. This is The Journey to Pascha, Our Daily Bread. Orthodox scripture readings to help nourish the soul. Isaiah chapter 25 verses 1 to 9 O Lord, Thou art my God, I will exalt Thee, I will praise Thy name, for Thou hast done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. For Thou hast made the city a heap, the fortified city a ruin, the palace of aliens is a city no more, it will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will glorify Thee, Cities of ruthless nations will fear thee, for thou hast been a stronghold to the poor, a stronghold to the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. For the blast of the ruthless is like a storm against a war, like heat in a dry place. Thou dost subdue the noise of the aliens as heat by the shade of a cloud, so the song of the ruthless is stilled. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees of fat things full of marrow, of wine on the lees well refined. And he will destroy on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Genesis chapter 9 verses 8 to 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you, and every living creature that is with you, for all generations. I set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant which is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will look upon it, and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. God said to Noah, This is a sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Proverbs chapter 12 verses 8 to 22 
A man is commended according to his good sense, but one of perverse mind is despised. Better is a humble man standing who works for himself than one who plays the great man but lacks bread. A righteous man has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits has no sense. The strong tower of the wicked comes to ruin, but the root of the righteous stands firm. An evil man is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous escapes from trouble. From the fruit of his words, a man is satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand comes back to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent man ignores an insult. He who speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan good have joy. No ill befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with trouble. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. Lives of our Saints Saint Artemon, Bishop of Seleucia Artemon was born and educated in Seleucia. When the Apostle Paul came to that city, he met Artemon, further strengthened him in the Christian faith, and appointed him the bishop of that city. Artemon governed his entrusted flock with love and zeal. He was a physician of the souls as well as the bodies of men. He entered into eternity in ripe old age. The Venerable James the Confessor James suffered while defending icons under Emperor Leo the Armenian. He was a monk and a member of the Brotherhood of the Studart Monastery. When the great Theodore the Studart was in exile, James was subjected to severe tortures so as to persuade him to renounce the veneration of icons. To the end, he remained steadfast and faithful to orthodoxy. Beaten and tortured, he was finally sent back to the monastery after the wicked Emperor Leo came to a wretched end. As a result of his severe injuries, he died in the monastery and took up his habitation among the citizens of heaven. The hero martyr Barthenios, Patriarch of Constantinople. Barthenios was born on the island of Mytilini. He was the Bishop of Chios for a long time. Later, he was elected Patriarch of Constantinople. Because of false rumours that he worked against the state, the Turks initially attempted to force him to become a Muslim. When he adamantly refused, they hung him in the year 1657 AD. Commemoration of the Miracle in the Monastery of the Kiev Caves Two companions, 
John and Sergius, swore an oath of brotherhood before an icon of the Holy Mother of God in this monastery. John was a wealthy man and had a five-year-old son named Zacharias. John became very ill. Before his death, John commended his son to the care of Sergius and bequeathed a large amount of gold and silver to him for safekeeping to be given to his son when he reached maturity. When Zacharias reached maturity, Sergius denied that he had received anything from the deceased John. Then Zacharias said, Let him swear before that very icon of the all-holy Theotokos, before whom he entered into a blood-brother relationship with my deceased father. If he swears that he did not receive anything from my father John, then I will not seek anything from him. Sergius agreed. When Sergius swore this, he tried to venerate the icon, but a force held him back and would not allow it. Sergius then began to cry out in a crazed manner to the Holy Fathers Anthony and Theodosius, Do not allow this merciless angel to destroy me. This was the demon that attacked him by God's permission. After that, Sergius showed them all the money that John had entrusted to him. When they opened the chest, they discovered that the amount had doubled by God's providence. After receiving the money, Zacharias gave it to the monastery and was then tonsured a monk. Zacharias lived for a long time and was made worthy of God's great gifts and entered peacefully into eternity. The Venerable Zacharias of Egypt Zacharias was the son of Carrion the Egyptian. Carrion left his wife and children and became a monk. He took Zacharias with him because the child's mother was unable to care for him. Even though Zacharias was younger than most of the elders in Sketis, he was favoured with greater gifts of grace than many others. He felt that his whole being was on fire with the grace of God. To the question of Saint Macarios, who is the ideal monk, Zacharias replied, he who continually compels himself to fulfill the commandments of God. To the question of Abba Moses, what does it mean to be a monk? Zacharias removed his hat and trampled it underfoot, saying, If a man is not broken like this, he cannot be a monk. He was a great light among the monks of the wilderness and, while still young, reposed in the Lord. Spiritual Reflections from Lichnos, the periodical of the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. The Lenten Ladder In the lead-up to Pascha, we are slowly but steadily initiated into the Orthodox way of life through the period of Great Lent. Throughout these six weeks preceding Holy Week, we are encouraged to fast in order to detach from our desires, give alms so that we may connect with our neighbour, and pray more than we usually do to be filled with the grace of God. As Pascha is the greatest feast on the liturgical calendar, it is also the best time to grow spiritually and to use each and every lead-up opportunity to step up to new heights.
The ladder of divine ascent is the perfect guide for this journey. This masterpiece is held in such high esteem by the church that it honours its author on the fourth Sunday of Great Lent. It was composed by St. John of Sinai, who is commonly referred to as St. John Glimakas, from the Greek word glimax for ladder. He describes the spiritual life as a 30-step ladder. Each step is one chapter, describing a virtue and how to cultivate it, or a passion and how to overcome it. As each is mastered, the disciple is raised one step closer to Christ, who awaits at the top of the ladder. The ladder is a very powerful weapon, which arms its reader with invaluable spiritual wisdom. It does this by providing an in-depth analysis of the causes and effects of the common passions and shows how they are interrelated and how they develop into more severe passions, thus educating the reader to diagnose the symptoms of each passion and empowering them to defeat their weaknesses before they develop. Just as we require someone to hold a ladder to provide us with the confidence to climb up, we similarly need the direction of a good spiritual father, who is familiar with this work, to prop us up. This is because its original audience were people wholly devoted to God in a monastic community whilst receiving daily guidance. As the latter proved to be a treasure for monastics, it has also become beneficial for Christians in the world and has been incorporated into the daily readings of Great Lent. This Lenten ladder is read from start to finish in small sections with reading plans easily found on the internet. However, it can also be read chapter by chapter in any order. The ladder is one of the most highly influential works used by the faithful for centuries. It is the most direct and proven guide to enable us to take our spiritual struggle to the next level as we ascend through Lent to the peak of Pascha. Orthodox Readings and Reflections for Lent Brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society Abba Daniel and Abba Amoy were travelling. Abba Amoy said, Father, when will we arrive at the cell? That is, so that they could pray to God. Abba Daniel replied, And who is taking God away from us now? The same God is in the cell and outside the cell. By this we are taught unceasing prayer, contemplation of God, and meditation on God's works in us and around us. The church building facilitates prayer and strengthens it, as also withdrawal and solitude in their way facilitate and strengthen it. He who does not want to pray will not be bound to pray either by a church or a cell. 
Neither will he who has felt the sweetness of prayer be able to separate his nature or his journeyings from prayer. you've enjoyed this edition of the journey to Pascha brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple podcasts or visit nicknos.org at lychnos.org.au where you can find more Orthodox articles talks and podcasts to help you on your journey this Lent towards the resurrection of our Lord mm-hmm.